Coming up on Verse Course Verse, gather around, kids, grab your Xanax, and get ready for some serviceable music. <laughs> COVID Albums Part 3 is next. Welcome to Verse Chorus Verse, episode 90. I am DL. With me is Rachel Doom Scroller Polio. Rachel, mm-hmm. how are you I'm tonight? I'm ready to drink alcohol, David. Hey, me too. <laughs> Let's do this. Also with us to help us with the drinking of the alcohol is Evil. We are fucking fucked, Jimmy. <laughs> Evil, how are you doing? I'm doing so good. You guys were late. I was waiting for you for I don't know how long. Sorry about that. That's absolutely never the that case. That might be backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Every week. But we still love Evil. Uh, it's referred to as Stanton Standard Time in uh, my neck of the woods. I like that. Every big family has that one part of the family. You got to tell them to be there at four so that they're there at six. Yes. Yeah. That's 630. Yes. That's you. That's evil. That's you, Jimmy. You're welcome. Just to warn everybody listening, as I check to make sure again that I'm recording, because I am a shit show today. This has been a hell of a week. Rachel, you too. Yeah. Yeah. We're having real job fun. Yeah. I always say, don't let your real job affect your fake job. (laughs) (laughs) Evil, what about you? How's your week been? It has been very busy. But I'm here and I'm ready to have fun. Do you want to know what actually interests me? And I'm not at all being flippant. What's that? What does a busy evil week consist of? (laughs) This week, it was tons of portfolio creation for software development. Nerd. The week before, it was probably (laughs) very different from that. How many hours a week goes into working out for you? Working out? You don't call it working out. Training. Mm. Yes. Probably three. Really? Hours? That's it. Yep. Okay. Then we, we're going to have to talk more because I am putting way too much time into this <laughs> mediocre body. That's not fair that at maybe, all. Uh, maybe a little bit more than that. I train usually three days a week hard and then I'll do mobility stretching stuff on the other days. I'm wondering if since you do so well and you're only training three hours, I mean, I'm sure that you probably do like heavy yeah. lifting, like cycle yeah. training. Or I real... do like a squirrely kettlebell workouts that no one in their right mind would do where I, by the end, I'm just like crushed. But I'm Embedding also has a lot to do with your diet. Yep. Because I do know from my personal training days that health is like 82% what you shove in your mouth hole. Yeah, that's... Yes, that is true. So give me an eating tip. Let's see. What have we talked about? We talked about sleep. We've talked about sleep. We've talked about Uh uh, long-term goals. Yeah. You know? Yeah, motivation. Yeah, don't get thrown off by having to not work out for a couple days. We we haven't touched diet yet, have we? Nope. Let me give you the most nondescript version of my dietary advice. You could break successful nutritional strategies down into three different ones. Restricting food sources... That would be like picking, am I going to go vegan or vegetarian or paleo or keto or carnivore? You're you're restricting to like certain food types. The crazy people who just weigh everything and do like macros. Mm Mm-hmm. You need like an Excel. If you're a nerd and you like Excel spreadsheets and stuff like that, I don't know anyone like that. That's you. That's you, Jimmy. Or just straight caloric restriction. Those are the three things that work, honestly. So I am a outside of the grocery store guy. Yeah. Perimeter. Yeah. That's my dieting. When I'm trying to be careful with my diet, I stick to that and it's always worked really well. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I do essentially. Eat whole foods. If it's in a box and has like an ingredients list, not a whole food. That's a 
food product. There's our health corner of the day <laughs> as we get ready to drink all of the alcohol. And I have this terrible looking drink for me. I don't want to get in there just yet. I want to have a talk with you guys about music this year. Releases, 2022. Oh my God. I have a hot take mm -hmm. because the universal thought that I've heard so far in 2022 is it's one of the best release years we've had in a long, long time. I am starting to very much think I'm not giving anything away yet on this quick fire if I hate these albums or love them or what, but my hot take is that this is a very, very, very quantity over quality year Yes, mm. so far for me. Mm. Rachel agrees. Yes. It seems for every 10 albums that I listen to, there are two good ones and maybe one great one, but there's a lot of fine and a lot of bad. Yes. But there's so much to listen to. I agree with you. There's so much fine. Like, it's fine. But Evil, you... I mean, you listen to some of the same stuff as us, but you listen to very different music. Yeah. I mean, all three of us listen to very different music than yeah. each other. What are your thoughts on this year so far? Uh, I was in the camp of what you were talking about before you made your point, and now I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm second guessing that. So I'm wondering if, to your point, there's just so much of it that I'm being selective in picking what I think is great. Everybody's releasing stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to gravitate to what I want to listen to when I'm listening just for fun. To your point, listening for these episodes, eh, it's hit or miss. I'll have to think about that. I mean, the overall thought on the last two is a great example of that. For those of you listening that have never listened to a quick fire before, what we do is this was a way. Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> Verse Course First started with a thought of taking an album that I really enjoyed that our dear friend Sven, who everybody should know and love, <laughs> had never heard or delved deep into. And he did the same thing for me. And we would switch albums and then we would talk about what we liked about them and if we liked them or not. Classic albums, picking old years to go back into, but what we weren't getting to touch on was brand new music. So we started these quick fires. It's just better with more people because you get more opinions on the music. That's true. Point is, is that we found a way to talk new music. So we take 10 albums. We have a six minute timer. Once that timer is done, we have to shut the fuck up. And that's it. Anyway, that's what we're doing tonight. We picked 10 albums. We try to pick a variety. We try to pick rap. We try to pick pop. We try to give evil a, a one or two medals. We give me one or two indie, what do you call it? Hipster rocks? Yeah. I don't know. I really need to drink more Yeah. and relax a little bit. So we need to start that now. <laughs> Rachel, what are you drinking tonight? I don't know, David. I got 10 cups. Who knows? That you did not pour. I did not pour these. <laughs> I think that you need to give a shout out to your fiance because mm -hmm. boy, does he help you a lot with this show. He's he fabulous. is your IT person. Mm -hmm. He is your drink preparer. I think they call that bartenders. I mean, he's not tending bar. I mean, he's tending the kitchen bar. Uh, evil, what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I am having a cherry bourbon sour. Ooh. It, Fancy. It's whiskey sour with cherry herring mixed in. Yum. The recipe that I, I just grabbed one off the internet and it needs tweaked. I think it can be good. It's fair right now. Too sweet? Not sweet enough and out of balance. What I think part of that was is the recipe called for like two thirds measurements, which is not a common thing. So I have uh -uh. one... <laughs> 
one jigger that has like a, a third marker on it. So I do like, it's not good. I'm going to have to play with it. It's not a pretty color. Actually, it I, looks I, good I, on there. It looks brown to me. It looks red in the camera. So you're you're seeing a better yeah. version. It's okay. So once you get it worked out, give it to me. I do have, I don't know if you can see this. Is that a bourbon cherry? It's a cherry, but my... Oh, with a skull. That's fun. I have a little skull cocktail pick. That's awesome. Yeah. And then there's me. I have two very different <laughs> drinks. One of them is great. One of them sucks. Oh. Maybe that is my theme. <laughs> I did it on purpose. <laughs> there it is. For every album that I think sucks, I'm going to be drinking some of my Blue Lagoon. What makes it blue? Is that is Curacao or? Curacao. So this is the problem with being a cocktail idiot. This is what happens for me is some joke will happen with some friend where they're like, I was at Chili's and I had this bright blue drink where there were gummy sharks in it and stuff. And then you think, next time that person comes over to party, I'm going to make a gussied up version of that. And so you end up with a bottle of blue Curacao that who the fuck wants to actually drink blue Curacao because it's disgusting. But then you keep looking at it in your bar and you're like, God, I have to fucking, I got to use this. Mm -hmm. So then you end up making a drink like this, which is blue Curacao vodka but I did make homemade lemonade. So it's homemade lemonade, hmm. blue curacao and vodka. That sounds good. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> the homemade lemonade is amazing. How much of it not being good is the way it looks? <clears throat> you know what it looks like already. You can't just close your eyes. <laughs> yeah, he's closing his eyes and drinking it. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. I still, blue curacao has this diet sugar oh, taste. Yeah. It's just Hard not. Pass. I also have a very good enlightened Paloma. Ooh, ooh that's, that's fancy looking. Yeah, it's some mezcal, some grapefruit, some lime, agave syrup, oh, and then man. a little bit of Italian grapefruit soda. Yes. It's um this. A good Paloma, man. That is a killer drink. It's perfection. Anybody have any last wishes before we get into these albums? I wish I didn't have to listen to some of these albums. Same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, same. Uh, before we go in, I had an outdated list of the albums we were supposed to listen to until earlier today. Uh-oh. So I had, to, I had to scramble and listen to a couple of new ones. How was Jack um, White? Oh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb idiot. What'd you listen to? I had Silverson Pickups and Florence and the Machine on my list. Oh, you dumb dumb. Oh, we they even had the conversation about Florence. Dude. The people I work with are a goddamn <laughs> mess. I'm telling you. They're not wrong. <laughs> Fuck. Promo reminder, uh, we'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> I live for this stuff. What are, you, what are you doing? This isn't a fucking pastime for you, Rachel. Uh, we are back. Before we get into the albums, see, okay, did you really not think about this okay, beforehand. Okay, I filled in everything except for your favorite album. I have mine, I have Evil's, and I have everybody's favorite song all through. Do we supposed to guess favorite songs for others? No. Son of a bitch! Yeah. Read! <laughs> all you have to do is read. Uh, everybody's name is at the bottom. Welcome to episode three of Verse Chorus Verse. Oh, yeah! Welcome to the <laughs> fourth quickfire we've all done together. Maybe fifth. Evil, we have unfinished business. There you go. We owe three shots because in the end of our last episode, we talked yeah. about Origin of Symmetry by Muse and we had the same exact three favorite songs. So, oh, I, uh, okay. 
Let's get into this. Ooh, 10 albums, six minutes an album. Before we do that, we got to do the friendship test. Rachel, I think you are undefeated. So you start. What was Evil's favorite one of these 10? Okay, I wanted to say Megadeth. That's what I wrote down right away. But I am going to go to Halo Effect. Halo Effect. I'm going to go to Halo Effect. What about mine? You, I put Built to Spill. The Doug Marsh. That's an album we're going to talk about. I This wasn't that hard for me, but you know, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> Usually am. Doesn't matter. Evil, I chose the Halo effect. <laughs> and so we both did. Yeah. And Rachel, I chose Lizzo. Yes. Because, duh. Evil, what about you? Okay. I <laughs> I picked Built the Spill for you for a number of reasons. With Rachel, I always picked the wrong thing. Not my instinct. Go with not your instinct. Because this was one of the albums that I just listened to today. I'm going to say... Regina Spector. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So we've got our picks of whose favorites are whose. Next thing that we have to do before we get into these is we have to pick which album is going to get the highest total amount of thumbs up. For each one of these albums, we give on a scale of two thumbs up down to two thumbs down. So which one of these albums, Rachel, is going to get the highest amount of thumbs? I want to say J.I.D. Okay. I'm going to say. That is an album that we're going to talk about. That's my hypothesis. I will go next. I think the highest overall score album is Built to Spill. Oh, you guys. Those are the two that I'm trying to decide between. Well, there you go. (laughs) This is not helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was wanting to go last so I could strategically... <laughs> it didn't help. Yeah, I know. It didn't help. My strategy sucks. You are going last. I could have thrown everything <laughs> off by picking something weird. What you get you for trying to be it. smart. Built to spill. All right. This actually makes sense to me so far. Is that last time was insane. <laughs> Shit show of, of who knew what the hell was taught. Like, yeah. nothing made sense. This kind of does so far. But now we get to who is going to get the lowest amount of thumbs. Which album? Uh, Rachel, which album is going to get the lowest amount of thumbs? Lizzo. Rachel says Lizzo. Interesting. Evil. Oh, God. Uh, wow, really? Lizzo? Shit. Are you just, yep. are you trying to mess with me? No. She picks well. I'm I'm going to pick Lizzo. No kidding. I, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, j- just to, th- okay, never mind. I think we're back to being, I'm confused again. <laughs> Announcing your plans is a good way to hear God laugh. I think the lowest overall score is going to be Interpol. So let's get to it. It's going to be very interesting. Yes. Yeah, it is. On the clock, who wants to be a millionaire sound? Go. Okay. The first album that we're going to talk about tonight is Special by Lizzo. I'm going to start this one out. I'd never heard Lizzo at all. I didn't really know much about Lizzo. I knew of Lizzo, so I did a little studying first. I like the vibe. I like what it's all about. It's a, what do you call it? Body positive? Sure. Positive, female, cool vibes kind of thing. I had always heard a lot of people were, she's different. It's something else. I was expecting much more. The reviews are very good. I thought it was going to be something different. I turned it on. You know, it's refreshing that it's not some Kardashian clone, but she's still saying the exact same shit. It's bad bitch a clot. I don't, I can see where it's likable. Thick 30, baby. Exactly. 
<laughs> I see where it's likable, but I don't get why people claim that this is forward thinking. It's not. I've been training. I can flex that ass. So when I shake it, make that camera flash. That's fucking stupid. She has a point though. Um, what? About <laughs> I was in a. I feel like she could have done something better with the fact that she had enough producers. She had Blake Slatkin. She had Max Martin. She had Ilya. She had Pop Wanzel. She had Benny Blanco. She had Peter Svensson, Emily Warren, Ian Kirkpatrick, Savon Kotecha. Felix, Nate Mercuro. She had Terrace Martin, Omer Fetty, Joseph McVeigh, Mike Dean, Dowd Anthony, Mark Ronson. She had Thomas Brennick, John Bellion, Michael Pollock, Stefan Johnson, Jordan K. Johnson, Kid Harpoon, Quell Chris. I just feel like with that many producers, you can do a little better. Although there are some well-produced songs. And uh, with that, I'll turn it over to Evil. Sigh. So... In one of the gyms I used to train out of, they played quite a bit of Lizzo. I actually like some of her songs quite a bit. They're very earwormy. They will grow on you. This album wasn't the greatest for me. She herself said she estimated that she wrote 175 to 200 songs for this album. (laughs) (laughs) And these were the best. This group of 12 was picked from that group. If you can write 175 songs, you're writing bad songs. Uh, Rachel, what do you, how do you, I didn't take a drink. Oh shit. Rachel, what are you drinking for Lizzo? I don't know. Let's find out. All right. Do it. Uh, sparkly alcohol. Smirnoff ice margarita. That's what that was. That was good. Well, let us guess. Oh, sorry. (laughs) How are you supposed to guess? You're not in my mouth. Rachel, uh, what are your Lizzo thoughts? So before we became, I don't want to say thruple because that excludes Sven, but before we all got together and Lizzo had her first album out, one of me and my friends decided to have a Zoom meeting and dissect Lizzo's first album. You cheated on us? I pre-cheated on you because this wasn't a thing yet. You and Sven weren't even together at that point. But Mm. I knew Lizzo's last album pretty well. This was bad. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> Damn it. I hated the first time I listened to it. It grew on me a little bit the second time. Me too. The about damn time, you know, it's good, it's catchy, it's super overplayed. And it does have a good message through it. Like you said, there's 16 producers on it. It's bad, it's boring, it's the same song repeatedly. There was a Lauren Hill <laughs> theft in there in yeah. the middle of it. Yeah. I was listening to it and thought David is... 25 producers, by the way. Was it 25? I only counted 16. But yes. There were a lot. There was was a lot of... But that's the thing with pop music. Is it even theft anymore? They just... samples. Also, I would like to point out that this woman is a classically trained flautist. I heard no flute at all on this album. (laughs) See, this is the thing. You are right because I am now remembering that. But I am not remembering that because I had learned it for this album. I remembered that yeah. from somebody telling me that long ago. But when you, I don't know, it's just tired. It's offended by my videos because I'm black and heavy. That's not a thing anymore. People aren't offended by fucking videos because you're People black and heavy. People don't watch videos That's anymore. That's not also true. That too. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, she was at one point being mentored by Prince. Oh. Which makes me miss him even more now because I think he would have steered her a little bit. He would have been like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's time. I will start. I think the best song on this, and I think it's a really good song, actually, is To Be Loved. Am I Ready? Yeah. I think that's a great chorus. That's an absolutely wonderful song. 
I am giving it. I'm. I'm giving it one thumbs down. It's it's not like an actively offensive album, but it's the new equivalency of like a male singing or rapping about how amazing they are. And it's just, I think it's stupid. Evil. I, I agree with you. I think that To Be Loved, Am I Ready is the best song. I think it's the best song because it's basically hollow notes. You make my dreams. Um, <laughs> oh shit. So it is. <laughs> and they did a pretty good job with that. Uh, hollow <laughs> The relentless positivity at some point becomes a shtick if that's all you do. Mm. Yes, that is so well put. I was operating on the thought that this was this great year of music, but you like poked some holes in that theory early (laughs) on. So I was coming in being like, these albums are getting two thumbs up or two thumbs down. That's it. That's all I'm giving. I'm going to throw that out. I'm going to give it one thumb down. It's not terrible. It's not like it didn't make me cry um, is your better half mad at you for that? Yes. <clears throat> she loves yeah. it though. Oh, Rachel favorite song thumbs. Uh, I just put about damn time. It's just catchy. It's good. I gave it one thumb up because I feel like she tried real hard, even though what came out of it was not fabulous. I think she's capable of so much more though. Like she's proved that. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get to album number two. J.I.D.'s Forever Story. Rachel, what are you drinking? Oh, great question. Something in a red cup. This one's light. That means it's straight alcohol. Uh, That is Fireball. (laughs) Yep. Fireball. Hey. Ooh, we have a penalty flag at the 30-yard line. I fucking love this album so much. Really? Oh, my God. From the get-go, I'm like, I was entertained for the entire thing. I listened to it multiple times. It was one of my favorite albums of all 10. Awesome. Super refreshing. He is amazingly talented lyricist. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. So thank you for putting this on the list. I I really dug it. Same. This album was fucking fabulous. I loved it. I'd never heard of this kid before. It did have a Kendricky vibe for me. Not as complex of lyrics, but definitely amazingly well-written lyrics. Mm -hmm. Once again, you have lines where there's 30 words in it and then lines where there's two words in it. And it's just so well done. He had poor kid from a bad neighborhood theme going through the entire thing. Mm -hmm. There's a good jazz feel that happened throughout it, which is fabulous. Yeah, there's a lot. There's so much that was good. Atlanta rapper who concentrates a lot, as most rappers do, on Atlanta. Black Mm -hmm. living as a community. That's why so many good rappers come out of Atlanta because they have such an amazing, huge community. There's a ton about his family, great songs about his brothers, about his sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up, like Rachel said, poor inner city, black. It's about death. It's about struggle. What you usually get from rappers is this, look at me now, fuck you. And he is, right. look how strong my relationships are now with my loved ones and my friends. Yeah. It's just so fucking refreshing. Even like Lamar, which Rachel brought up, when he raps about his love life, it's not a fuck that bitch that I left. It is a my immaturity caused the fuck ups in these relationships. Mm-hmm. The production is great. There's a lot of kind of old school, slower West Coast stuff, but there's also a lot of Real instruments. There's jazz. There's fucking brass. Did you guys see the fucking Tiny Desk concert that he has on YouTube? No. No. Holy shit. It is him, 
with a real band, like a six piece band with brass. It's fucking absurd. It's so mm-hmm. good. So check that out when you can. Uh, what was okay to the comparison with Kendrick Lamar, the depth might be and complexity might not quite be as much, but his lyrical performance mm-hmm. amazing. is amazing. His flow is amazing. amazing. So good that you kind of tune out to the beats behind him that will take a complete left turn in a song. Yeah kind of like a lighthearted, whimsical song will go dark towards the end and everything changes. And the way that he was able to transition his lyrical delivery throughout the whole album was, it blew me away. So much fun to listen to. I was poor until I became a poet. I'm like, that's, you are, he's a poet. He is, um, yes, it's amazing. Where Kendrick Lamar is LA based. And I think a lot of his music shines through. I think a lot of these, where they're from is the music they make. This album has so much outcast influence. So mm-hmm. much. Yes. And I, very uh, much. Anything that is great hip hop that comes from Atlanta is going to have a little bit of outcast in there. I just hear so much of it. The beats in, in Brood and M, the weird chopped jazz guitar. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's so many things that you don't hear in normal hip hop. Yeah, have you guys heard any of his other stuff? No, and but I was going to break up. I didn't know who he was. I had never heard of him. From what I have heard, like this is a very low on rap album for him. What's that like, mean? Like he's singing more than he's rapping Oh, on it. You know, right in the middle of this, you have Cody Blue 31, mm-hmm which is a ballad yep. mm-hmm. and he's singing and there's like 2% rapping yep. in it. And it did not kill the vibe. No, of not at all. No. Evil. Uh, favorite song. Thumbs. Favorite song. I really liked radar. The That's stupid. Like NFL announcer or what football announcer yeah. might've been college football. That, yeah. The referee dude, that thing. killed me. I, I'm like, I was hooked from the, and then the follow-up <laughs> song dance. Now I think is probably my favorite. Two thumbs up. Uh, Rachel, thumbs and favorite song. I picked Cody Blue 31 because who does a ballad like that and doesn't just stop the album right in the middle? It was fantastic. Uh, All of my thumbs go up. If I could have more thumbs, I would put those up as well. Awesome. So great. It's kind of a tie for me, but since you said Cody Blue 31, I'm going to say money. The Mm. old school, early 70s, Mm. late 60s R&B beat in money is so fucking amazing. Yeah. So I know we just fawned over this like oogling dummies i gave it one thumb up i i know it sounds stupid after how much we just gushed over this but i do this wasn't amazing i wouldn't run out and buy it i i thought there were like four or five songs that were kind of like it's it gets a little bit old uh but i do i am now a jid fan Mm -hmm. album number three which we do have the rights to, ladies and gentlemen, is Yay! The Other Side of Make Believe by Interpol. Yay for the rights. Rachel, you may start shitting on it after you tell us what you're drinking. <laughs> okay, let's yeah, let's lighten things up a little bit. That is all day IPA. Oh, Rachel's drinking an IPA. New Interpol, Rachel. Oh, Interpol cover band plays Interpol. This was stupid. <laughs> this album was. <laughs> I I wrote down. I would like to officially apologize for making you boys listen to this. There was nothing memorable about this album. It was boring. Mm. I wrote, I am so bored. 
And then at the last song I wrote, already over, question mark, dang. Aww. Um, I pushed this one on you guys and I thought it would be great and it was bad. Um, it was boring. There was nothing memorable about it at all. Evil, you can go next. I've got something that I want to do for this, so you can go next. Okay. I'm so glad that she just said what she said because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. <laughs> I was like, she picked this album. <laughs> I did. It was such a slog. Yeah. Boy, they need to do better. They need a longer pandemic. Mm-hmm. Or a no pandemic. <laughs> they need a they need, not pandemic. They need maybe. more time to... Yeah. Boy, I don't know. What the hell? Oh, okay. I guess I'll go. All right. So I'm a huge Interpol fan. I love Interpol. My theory, because I didn't pick this album to do on this. Rachel did. I think there was a little bit of revenge in Rachel's head. I think she wanted to take something that she knew that I loved. No. Because of the Save Ferris episode. That she was going to grab and throw on the ground and straddle and just crush its skull into the ground while I watched. That's my theory on it. <laughs> so here's the thing about Interpol and my love for them. Most music nerds say that Interpol's first album is their only great album and that their second album was good and the rest of it is blah. I disagree. I think they have a lot of great music. But here's the thing about the last four albums of Interpol. I have not liked them until their next album came out. Every single one of them. So you'll like this next album comes out? When El Pintor came out, I went back to their last album that I didn't like and I loved it. When Marauder came out, I went back to El Pintor because I hated Marauder. I loved El Pintor. It's one of my favorites now. And now The Other Side of Make Believe came out. I listened to it once and decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to review Marauder. Marauder is a great album (laughs) released in 2018 it's pretty brilliant. They finally walked the blind between like full dark side and we're just too easy going to be dark anymore. Maybe it's a we have a bunch of money now sort of thing so we can, you know, go to the beach a bunch. They grew out of their full jade and they went a little bit hippie. There are laments on it about better days, look towards, you know, it's less crooning, a little bit more submissive. There's songs like flight of fancy that suddenly and magnificently build up purposefully to a, this beautiful chorus where Interpol really shines. Keep going. I feel like maybe you, they're just getting worse and worse and worse. No. This wasn't so bad. <laughs> no. No. no, because... And then they put are, out a shittier album and you're like... Are you the slowly eh. boiling water here? Even the soundscapes on Marauder, which they aren't Interpol's best efforts, <gasps> they still work. And there might be a lot of mediocre on there, but it's definitely not terrible and it caps off with this quintessential Interpol sound of songs like Complications. I really enjoy Marauder. I really enjoy uh, about 47 seconds of this new Interpol album. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Interpol, I can't wait for your next album so that I can go back to the other side of Make Believe and listen to it and enjoy it. Okay. No, Um, just scene. Rachel, (laughs) song and thumbs. I put, I don't fucking care. So two thumbs down. I, d- I don't know uh, about the song. I liked the last one because it meant that the album was going to be over. That was good. Okay. Uh, so go easy. Thumbs down, both of them. Okay. She stole my answer. Go easy, Palmero <laughs> was my favorite because it ushered in the era where I don't have to listen to this album ever again. 
I'll give it a couple of thumbs down. It did not rock. So my favorite song on Marauder is Complications. Uh, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> and I give it two thumbs up. Good job, Marauder. Uh, I think Fables is actually a really good song on this on the other side of Make Believe. I do give the other side of Make Believe two thumbs down. Uh, and that is Interpol. Rachel, Sorry. there's your revenge. I hope you're happy. We are even. We're not even. Oh, it totally. It's not easy for me to bash one of my favorite bands of all time, Rachel. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. that you hated it if I hated it too. I have to hate it and you have to love it. And then I have to shit on it for at least 30 minutes. No, because you know what's hard? This is both of your introductions to one of my favorite bands. Yeah. So now I'm going to have this thing in my head of... I I have to show you why this is a great mm-hmm. band. That's your fault. <laughs> That's true. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so this is our least favorite album. Let's I win. Aww. Let's go to our fourth album of the night, which we do have rights to, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Thanks, Doug. When the Wind Forgets Your Name by Built to Spill. What's your drink? Oh, great question. Oh, that tasted good. I think it's a Mountain Dew. Oh, it's, oh. A, it's Orange Dreamsicle Rain. That was what good. What the fuck? What? Is, what? what? Rain, R-E-I-G-N. Oh, is that like sherbet? Yeah. <laughs> sherbet flavor? Uh, it's, a, it's an energy drink, and it's delicious. When the Wind Forgets Your Name by Doug Marsh mm. and Built to Spill. This is... Yet again, a different lineup for Built to Spill. Doug Marsh always changes up his lineup because he thinks that it will continually change the sound. I love that. I think it's brilliant. At the same time, it's hard for me because I am a big believer in you stick with the same band and you end up tighter. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Built to Spill has never been about being tight. It's always been about Doug's writing. Speaking of Doug's writing... I've come to realize time's all wrong, answers materialize, then they're gone. I could think on that line forever. It was only a dream, but it still felt good to spend a little time thinking something mattered. That, it's been a long way since the start of it, and part of the problem is you're such a part of it. That is such a Doug line, and it is why I've always been completely in love with Built to Spill. When the wind forgets your name, the world can be so cold. Geology, genealogy arbitrarily eventually came up with me. I learned a lot about the way things are and what we're supposed to do and why you're me and why I'm you. I could just go on forever. I don't know how he does it. I am in love with Doug Marsh. He's brilliant. (laughs) I do think that this album does suffer from that fact. Built to Spill is, it's not a band. Mm. And not to say anything bad about the other musicians that are in this because they do a great job. And Teresa Esquera and actually and Melanie Radford, but they actually are not anymore. Like they recorded this and now they're not part of the band anymore. Thank you. So I'm not saying anything against them. They're amazing. There's a great concert on YouTube that you can catch them. But I do think this does. I don't even want to say suffer. It's just old built to spill. It's just better. 
Yeah, I agree. I love Built to Spill. All Built to Spill is good. I do have to say that this is, I mean, I fell in love. Keep it like a secret? Yes. Oh, you mean that oh, you're talking about albums? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. where I fell in love. Yes, the sound is different with different musicians. It was good for me. It wasn't, oh, there's your Built to Spill album. I got that at the record exchange. It was good. And I love Doug and he's super talented. It wasn't amazing. But All Built to Spill is good. It's like pizza. There's really fantastic Built to Spill. And then there's there's good built to spill. Yeah. And this was good built to spill for me. Switching up your members does give you a new vibe, but maybe, <laughs> yeah, you're not as tight with your other people. Yeah. If you're and and goddamn that guitar tone. He just <laughs> man, that man has a guitar tone. Uh evil. Built to spill, I have an interesting relationship with that band because I don't like his vocal delivery. It just is not my thing. I could see that. But he's fucking musical genius and I love his guitar work and his songwriting. And they're like hometown band. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. like, is the, the high school football team going to be good this year? I don't know. Let's go check them out. <laughs> and you, you, then you go and watch the game and they're either good or bad. Gonna Lose comes on the first track and I'm like, fuck yes. Yeah. This is a Doug March guitar that I love. Absolutely. And so I like this album because of that. I liked the vibe. I liked it did it for me for a built to spill album. I think he did a lot um, of shrooms for this I, album. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe? Am I right that this was recorded in like 2019? Yes. Like way yeah. pre pandemic, which is interesting. I don't know if that influences the sound differently than if you would have recorded an album more recently or not. Uh, he's really so. he's been real big on his last few albums of just having good musicians yeah. that were local just come in and record. Yeah. My favorite song on it is Understood. It's just a good sit down listen. I gave it two thumbs up. I don't think it's the perfect album by any means, but it's Built to Spill. I'm never going to give Built to Spill not two thumbs up because Doug Marsh deserves all oh, the thumbs. He always will. Rachel. David, I drew this picture. Look, it's all of us. <laughs> Are you, you so good, you're right? drunk? <laughs> we all have headphones. All right. My favorite song was... <laughs> Shut up. Uh, gonna Lose. I just loved it. Coming right out of the gate. Uh, it had some fantastic guitar in it. Had a Pink Floyd vibe yeah, that I was into. Yeah, it could have two, th- two thumbs. Uh, evil. I thought Rocksteady had a good groove. It was a little different. That was yep. a fun song. But Gonna Lose, yeah. that, that hooked me. That guitar riff, man. He, I'm also going to give it two thumbs up <laughs> because that means I was right. <laughs> and this gets the most thumbs. You cheated. <laughs> yeah, just like Rachel cheated on the, on the last one so we're we're even all right good job doug marsh now it's time to go to the will of the people by muse rachel what are you drinking for the arena rock brit threesome complete something hard that was definitely a beer uh shock top that's what that was wow i haven't heard of a shock top in a long time (laughs) i think that's probably pretty old evil start us off so when we talked about origin of symmetry i talked Mm. about how i preferred more recent muse Mm -hmm. i had like skimmed this album before we recorded the album swap with baroness and muse so when i started listening to it for this episode i'm like well clearly it's going to be i was wrong (laughs) this album is not very good there's some good songs on it. There's some songs that I really like, but as an album, good parts on it. I, Which part? It sounds like a couple of really good tracks. Some of them sound a lot like Queen. Yes, um, right. With a bunch of B sides yeah. and soundtrack work. You know, like stuff they recorded for a Chevy commercial or. <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> I mean, when I actually like put on the headphones with more analytical ears, I was like, it's played well. I mean, they're tremendous musicians. Sure. Yeah. But lyrically and uh, it's it's what yeah. happened when good musicians and good writers write bad music kind of thing. Yeah. I wrote, I am so angry. I had to listen to this album. I didn't know I hated Muse until I listened to this. Uh, I started out saying, is this Beautiful People? The very first song I was like, what the fuck? It sounds, it sounds like what? Beautiful People, right? <laughs> why were they? What did they? Why? And then, Especially right now. <laughs> you know who we should? You know who we should copy right now? Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Brilliant. Bold. Why move. not? That is a bold, <laughs> bold strategy. Bold move, Cotton. Cotton. Let's see how it turns out. <laughs> yeah, it had some Queen. That's what I had uh, taken a picture of and sent to you boys. Uh, ghosts. Horrible rock ballad. This is pure garbage. I Ooh. hate it. Come Ooh. at me. That, did you love that? That was your favorite song, wasn't no. it? No. Oh, okay. Is that the <laughs> How Can I Move On? Yeah. Fuck that. That's exactly what that was. Dude. This sounds like being pinned down and given amphetamines and LSD. That sounds delightful. Mm, it sounds chaotic and not fun. David? <laughs> is this album good? Sure. I think this album is good. What? But there are certain things... Okay. I liked it better when they came out with Will of the People when it was Uprising. Mm. When they originally did Will of the People as a song called Uprising, it was good. Mm. Do I like the song Compliance? I liked it more when it was called Resistance. Mm. Do I like the song Liberation? I think it was better when they had it as United States of Eurasia. Uh, Won't Stand Down, that's an okay song, but it was much better when it was called Contagion. Uh, (laughs) Go suck. And they should have just left it with Falling Away With You. You make me feel like Halloween is fun, but it's more fun when it was called Blockades. Killer Be Killed is almost as good as Stockholm Syndrome. Verona is a really (laughs) poor rendition of something human. Euphoria is a couple of the good parts of Knights of Sidonia, and our time is running out, but just listen to those instead. We are fucking fucked. I I actually kind of like that song. (laughs) Uh, I like that. It's a good album closer. Yeah, that that was a cool song. But Muse has done this on their last couple of albums. And I said it when we, we did a full dissection of Muse, Sven and I, and I said it then that their last few albums, there are songs, they've just started fucking ripping themselves off and thinking that people aren't going to notice. Like we noticed Matt, or as I would have called him in uh, origin of symmetry, Bill Bellamy, (laughs) um, Muse fans know your music. We know when you fucking regurgitate something And that pisses me off. It really does. They are cabillionaires that are selling out 50,000 arenas. They're coming out with albums every two years. Mm -hmm. Write something better. You guys are fucking talented. You have one of the best bass players in a fucking band right now. And you're coming out with, you make me feel like it's Halloween and fucking ghosts. Ghosts is one of the dumbest fucking songs (laughs) I've heard. It's the equivalency of Motley Crue doing uh, Home Sweet Home. It's the worst fucking move. I, yeah, I hated this. Well, they are dreamers, but Stop. their hearts are cold. <laughs> do you like that? You don't like Home Sweet Home, do you? I love Home Sweet Home. Oh, Jesus Christ. We can't even be friends anymore. Um, I'll just run away high so I don't come away. 
Evil thumbs and best song. <sighs> One thumb down. I'm not going to give it two. They're too good to give two thumbs down. They still play well, even though, yeah, sure. you know. My favorite song was Killer Be Killed. That's one of the heaviest songs they've ever written. Yeah. I actually like Compliance, too. It was... It, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wrote, you, you make me feel like it's Halloween because it was so bad. It was so bad. It was maybe... I don't know. It was quirky, but it's... Maybe that's why I, I liked it's it. It's just a, <laughs> the decision just... Nope. I don't get the decision to do it that It was song. all real bad. Uh, no thumbs. I know they're good musicians, but this is uh, hot garbage. Yeah, so my favorite song was We Are Fucking Fucked. I gave it one thumb down. Same same thing as you. Look, these songs are mm-hmm. catchy. And yeah. there's good parts yeah. and there's good bass lines and there's Matt's yeah. doing cool things. But the bottom line is, is it's all shit. There's nothing new here. And just because they mm-hmm. throw in some fucking slipknot guitar for 30 seconds in one song, it's it's the same fucking shit. It rocks, but it sucks. Yes. Like Interpol doesn't rock and it also sucks mm-hmm. that this okay. Interpol album. We don't album. have to we don't have to do this. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's our first five albums. Uh, we got to take a break. <laughs> David's got to go die inside a little bit yeah. uh, with all this Interpol hate. We'll be right back. <laughs> we are fucking fucked. We are back. Five more albums to go. Pretty across the board so far. Mm-hmm. Let's get into, though, album number six. Which we have the rights to. Yay! Formentera by Metric. Rachel, what are you drinking? Oh, great question. Oh, she loved it. She loved it. (laughs) I can't pronounce that word. Contro. Oh, God. <laughs> he just gave you a shot of Cointreau. <laughs> hey, at least it wasn't Blue Curse. <laughs> yeah. This is the music they play in Canadian Purgatory. <laughs> and I mean that, again, it's not bad nor good. It just is. It's just it's music. very Buddhist. It's, yes. Um, they have, in their time, uh, won five Juno Awards. So these guys are super talented, according to Canada. <laughs> I liked a lot of it. But let's start out at the beginning where it sounds like music that's being played at a weird art installation where you're like <laughs> screaming at somebody or throwing fruit and it's like 10 minutes long. It's not balanced and it's not great. It's fine. A lot of it is fine. I was listening to it. My friend Trevor next to me said, boy, this music sure does exist, <laughs> uh, which I feel like is a great. <laughs> I, I, I. <laughs> it was fine. Um I knew that this album was doomed from the start for both of you coming out with a 10 minute <laughs> song at the beginning. Why would you do that? I, I didn't mm. know when I put this. No, why would they do that? Why would they? I like it. Do that. I like it. You're a monster. <laughs> I haven't loved Metric's last couple of albums. I feel differently about this one. Um, Doom Scroller, which I honestly think is 
I like the commentary. I think it's one of the biggest problems with our society and and we don't have to get into that what. Oh, I just saying cuz you know I filled this out wrong and I filled out your favorite song. I picked Doom Scroller for your favorite song. It is, isn't it? No? Okay. No. Not Never even mind. close. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> sorry. Not aggressive. even close, you uh, idiot. But what I want from Metric are these this amazing synth work backed by Emily Haynes, like beautiful, calm, cool vibe. I will always picture them as the band from Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Ah, yes. Clash of Demon Head. Yeah. I, uh, I knew you guys would hate this because of Doom Scroller. I dig it. I love the balls it takes to start an album like that. I love the lyrical themes of this whole album you know, meds to subside pain, stop looking up terrible shit on your phone. This is like the best new age get off my lawn album (laughs) ever. The drum work is incredible. Hundreds of little intricacies that typically bleed into like a simplified, super catchy, simplified verses. Great post COVID songs. There's old school metric everywhere on this. What feels like eternity, Formentera, Enemies of the Ocean, False Dichotomy. There are such good hooks through this whole album. I loved this album. Wow. I thought it was incredible. Uh, Evil, what about you? So it was one of the first albums I listened to in this block of 10. I listened to it and then I went through a bunch of other stuff and then I went back to it this week and I'm like, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> and I don't hate it. I'm not in love with it. I kind of like it. <laughs> it works. You're talking yourself through it right now, aren't you? <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> Oh, that's great. One of the things I try to do is listen to these albums that we do for quick fires in different ways, different settings. Yeah. This worked yep. really good for me as just like the music I was listening to while I was doing stuff. If I sat down and listened to it, I'm like, this is okay. I kind of like it, but I'm getting bored. Another song would play and there would be some cool stuff and then I'd want my mind would wander up. I actually like Doom Scroll was one of my favorite songs on there. So I did not hate it as mm-hmm. you were predicting. <laughs> okay. Um, it's not quite Canadian elevator music <laughs> purgatory music, it kind of is if you're just listening to it as background music though don't you think uh, <laughs> it's adjacent purgatory adjacent uh, but i like it though yeah i i kind of dig it it fit me it worked i think there are maybe one or two songs that i don't love on this album if there are 11 songs on this album i fucking love eight of them I really liked this. Uh, I Will Never Settle has this amazing, like, never-ending story feel to it. Oh, please, is this very, like... You know, I knew that Rachel was going to hate this. You know why? You know what? This this is very white lies. That style of music I enjoy. <laughs> Rachel hates. Rachel. Uh, all comes crashing. I don't want to give it any thumbs, up or down. I feel so, like, meh purgatory about it. Like, it's not bad. But it's not good. Oh, I don't care about you enough to give you thumbs. I don't care about you enough. I obviously two thumbs way up. And my favorite song is It Feels Like Eternity. For that song I wrote. Sure does. Listening to this album feels like a fucking eternity. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, evil. Uh, favorite song. Favorite song was Oh, Please. Uh. It's very Duran Duran. Yeah. 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 
a little more direct than some of the other songs. I think that this album suffers from what we were talking about earlier. There's just so much shit to listen to this year. So I wonder if, if I was listening to it, not under duress, I might like it more. Like if you're just in a restaurant and a song came on, you'd be like, Oh, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Uh, I'm going to give it one thumbs up. I had everything else sort of like lined out uh, thumbs up or down. I actually had yay or boo next to everything. Capital, <laughs> capital boo for two thumbs down, capital yay for two thumbs up. This just had three dashes next to it. I didn't even, <laughs> it earned one thumbs up on my last listen, especially with Oh Please. I like that song. That's it for Metric. Let's get to our seventh album of the night, which we do have the rights for Alpha Games by Block Party. Rachel, what you drinking? Something heavy. There's a lot in there. Something non-alcoholic. Angry Orchard. Oh. That's what that is. <laughs> Alpha Games by Block Party. I'm a Block Party fan as far as their first couple albums go. I was extremely into Block Party whenever 2005, their big album came out with like Helicopter and stuff. I loved that album. I was in Reno at the time doing everything I could to be my best self, he said with great sarcasm. And uh, (laughs) this was was totally the type of music I was listening to. Progressively, their albums have gotten worse to me. And I was very excited when the first song came on for this. Day Drinker is awesome. And it put me right back in those mid 2000 times when Block Party was just the coolest shit out there. The guitar fingering into the chorus, it's amazing. And they just built their song around his kind of talk singing really, really well. This kind of British Mm -hmm. uh, poetry or whatever you want to call it. It's kind of roller coastery to me because there are also times that it is annoying as fuck to me. Callum is a snake. It's really, I hate it. I hate the (laughs) maxing out your credit cards. What the fuck are you, what are you doing? Like it's this 80s bad Brit punk going into these like Katy Perry like choruses. This is a two-faced album for me because there is so much brilliance on this. All the reasons I love Block Party are in this album, but there is a few really crappy songs that kind of ruin it. So when we did the year 2005 breakdown and this was one of the albums that we talked about and I remember listening to it and being like this is not for me but I recognize how good this is so I don't know much about this band day drinker plays I'm like I'm kind of vibing with this I don't mind this this could be good traps plays I'm like all right this I might actually like this (laughs) and then I have my note down it's a trap (laughs) the rest of the album fucking sucks I don't know if it's good or not. It's not for me. Uh, No. It feels lazy. It feels very lazy. It was sneaky to me. They'd warm me up, get me all good to go, all excited, and then a terrible song would happen. But then the next song would come on and be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rachel, what about you? Same. They'd warm me up and get me all excited. Yeah, came out. Day Drinker. Loved it. A good theme to it. Um, And there was a lot of like shit bad rough justice you can't hang with us yes like there was a lot of stuff in there that was just 
stupid, poorly written, bad British You're maxing car. out your credit cards. <laughs> You're very good at I'm gonna that. I'm going to say that a lot. It, just, it felt very lazy. Sorry, Rachel. People, are you going to say something? And twins. And twins. <laughs> I didn't like it. See, I liked like, I think a couple songs on it and then the rest was kind of a throwaway. I think this is a good block party album. I need more time with it. It definitely grew on me, but I agree that there is some really, really bad stuff that I am never going to like on this album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, that's bad. I'm not going to go buy this album and max out my credit cards. <laughs> You're an idiot. I love their bouncing guitars. There are some songs that are really complex as far as production. They're like ping-ponging the drums with the guitar, like rolls into you. But sometimes it just makes it annoyingly busy, overly frantic. My favorite song was Sex Magic. It's very TV on the radio, but I love TV on the radio, so I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I give it one thumbs down for now. I can see ending up somewhere down the line giving this at least a thumb up, maybe two. One thumbs down. I didn't hate it. It just was disappointing me after those first two tracks. I was actually like pleasantly surprised by this. I, and I then, bet the beginning of the traps when they do the Yeah, yes. I was like, oh, evil's gonna love this. But then he comes in and he's like, you're maxing out your credit cards. My, are we doing favorite songs? Might as well. Close your eyes and point. Traps. Traps was, it's a trap. It's a good song. I like that song. And it turned out to be a trap, so that works out well. My favorite song of Things to Come or Day Drinker. I like Day Drinker because it had mm-hmm. had narrative, and that was good. One down. Let's go with that. The eighth album of the night, which we do have the rights to. Oh, you serious? The Thanks. Halo Effect. Days of the Lost. Jimmy Rachel, is so excited. I don't know, David. Oh, delicious. No, no, oh. Starbucks triple shot. I feel like he should cheat <laughs> Thanks, give Trevor. you that at the very beginning. A little like, bit hey, of coffee This in is there. the triple shot. Take that first. Yeah. Evil. Okay. Thank you for putting this on. I love this album. Oh, my gosh. It is comprised what? of all former members of the band In Flames with one little caveat, which is Michael Stana, who was never officially a member of In Flames, but did do the vocals on their first album. This group of guys had a major hand in inventing a whole genre of metal in the 90s <laughs> called melodic death metal. Did you say melodic you say duck? duck metal? Duck? I what? heard duck. Death <laughs> metal. Oh, we both heard duck. <laughs> not not quack quack, like, like you know. Rewind. <laughs> melodic death <laughs> All of them, you know, played in In Flames at some point. Michael Stano is the singer, still the singer for Dark Tranquility, another band from that area. I love this. It's a throwback to some of my absolute favorite music ever. For me, this album was like meeting up with an old friend who you haven't talked to forever, but you meet up and you're just like, right, you start right back where you left off. But now you have all these new stories to talk about with one another. And that's what this music was for me. beautiful. I love it. I don't care what you guys think about it. (laughs) It's amazing. I loved it. Um, I listened to it and I was like, this is evil pick the shit, comma, didn't he? I didn't love, love, love the vocals. The music in the back, phenomenal. It was fantastic. The vocals got a little droning and tired for me, but I really, really thought, I thought this was great. Kind of slaps written on here. Does this sound like ghost question mark on Days of Lost? (laughs) Mm -mm. Pieces. Oh, that's fair. I think ghost probably sounds Um, like this. Also some 
orchestral stuff in there, which was really nice. The melodies are Oh my God. Yeah. Swedish, former members of In Flames. So we knew it was evil. I like the opening song. It threw me off. It's not what I was expecting. It's like this mid 2000s edema kind of drummer kicks fucking ass. Yeah. And even though they're following a, like a very, no, see, this is what my thought was, was they were following this very done before formula. It's their formula. It, that's what I'm, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't realize that, but it doesn't matter because yeah, this is really cool. It's the musicality. I completely agree with Rachel. The musicality is brilliant. Mm -hmm. The needless end is this like Game of Thronesy Sabaton rhythm mm. part kind of mm -hmm. conditional starts with this like catchy build and Broken Trust has this cool industrial feel with these like heavily sectioned distortion synth modes. Gateways this almost Chevelle kind of yeah, breaks into call. this awesome like desperate soundtracky chorus. <laughs> Here's the problem, yes. evil. And you know what I'm going to say. It's the fucking vocals. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. It's, I will never understand why gurgling the same fucking note for 12 songs <laughs> for 50 fucking minutes is not just... I don't understand. It drives me insane. And it's even more frustrating because I feel like these songs would be fucking amazing if they had some... I think that's why I like bands like Sabaton or mm -hmm. this even made me appreciate more Baroness Yeah, because there are actual notes right. that you can actually harmonize with. There are a couple songs where they do actually sing. Yeah, he actually it's, sings it's, on a couple of tracks, mm -hmm. like actual singing. Literally a couple. Mm -hmm. But when he does it, it's not when I want him to. Yeah. It's no. not that. No, I, I, it does not hurt my feelings. This is not Good. for you. This was for me. So yes. if I were to, to rank this like whatever out of 10, I don't know if I'd make it a 10 out of 10. This is a formula they've done before. It still gets two thumbs up for me. The track, Feel What I Believe, has one of my favorite choruses fucking ever. When I oh. heard it for the first time, and it comes in, it's not like the opening riff. They do the chorus with this other riff that they open the song with, and then the whole band comes in at like a minute and a half in or something like that. And it, it got my adrenaline going so much when I heard this the first time. That song is by far one of my favorite songs of the year. I am next. I also, Shadow Minds, I had written down, sounds like a great album for an action movie soundtrack. Mm. And actually, that was what I picked for my favorite song. Nice. Um, I have nothing to compare this to. I haven't heard anything else from them before. But Standing Alone, I'd say one thumb up. It's really, really great. Like I said, the only thing that bothered me that I didn't love was the kind of droning of the vocals all the time. We're similar, but we're opposites because I gave it one down. Ooh. Because it kept, it was frustrating me. That's it was, fair. I'd be on a jog and I'd be like, I love this music. I want this guy to shut the fuck up. My favorite song is The Needles. There's like this cool, badass Game yeah, of Thrones yeah. theme style yep. thing going on. Let's go to album number nine. We are getting closer and closer. Yet another evil pick, believe it or not, which we do have the rights to The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead by Megadeth. We have the rights to a Megadeth they, they, Surprisingly, they have their own label. Powerful, Dave. Yes. Good work. Mustaine, no, also you. I'm not Dave. I'm David. Oh, but, I was going to say. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're David. Mustaine, no, too. Rachel, what are you drinking for good old Mr. Mustaine? David, Raspberry White Claw. Megadeth putting out their 16th studio album, Megadeth in the Classroom. Learn about all your favorite moments in history from America's favorite metal band. <laughs> the Black Plague. It's in there. 
Chernobyl also in there. Uh, I learned a lot about history. Also, was that iced tea? Yeah. There's something for everyone in here. I loved this album. This was great. You're so full of shit. I <laughs> don't. If you have 16 albums out, this should be so good. And again, I don't love metal. So maybe this is just me being an asshole. I feel like there should be something like super, super fantastic. Love this. This is great. But I didn't feel that way. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to bash on this. I don't feel right doing it. There's a lack of vocal dynamics on this, which I'm not going to say it is or it isn't. But all I'm going to say is that Dave Mustaine had throat cancer. So I'm, I can't, I don't think there were a lot of dynamics on this album. I don't know if that was the reason. The sick, the dying, and the dead, fun hooks. There are things that I don't think, I feel like it's a 13-year-old trying to be badass that's not badass. Let's think about the plague during COVID. Oh. Like, what are we doing? I don't, it's metal. The guitar, bass, and drums are amazing because that's what you're going to get with Megadeth. You're going to get amazing guitar. It's still Megadeth. Uh, there's great breakdowns in Start a Life in Hell and Sick the Dying and the Dead, opening classic guitar and the slide portions of Dogs of Chernobyl. Killing Time is one big hook that's amazing and the beginning of Soldier On is rad and the whole second half is even better than the first half of this album to me. But you have songs that are really boring. Great start to life in hell, like I said, but the rest of the song is so boring. It's just three changes over and over and over with an uninteresting chorus. Night Stalkers is the exact same thing. It gets old in like 40 seconds. The chorus isn't interesting. The lyrics of Dogs of Chernobyl is weird. I'm so alone, woman, you left me, and now I'm a dog of Chernobyl. Like, it's this, why'd you leave me? But he's comparing himself to a dog in Chernobyl. <laughs> uh, and... And Junkie, we all just talked about dirt and how subversive and the aura setting of those lyrics. And then we listened to Junkie, which is like, what do you live for? You got a monkey on your back. It's good. fucking not great. Evil love this. Is it a good Megadeth album? Yes. <laughs> is it a great Megadeth album? <laughs> Top 50%. They have 16 albums. It's probably their best since Endgame. Maybe since the Marty Friedman era. I don't know. But listen, man, he's 61. He's been doing this for a very long time. Yes. He had neuropathy. He had to literally reteach himself how to play guitar at one time. He had throat cancer that he came through. You ever seen the meme where it's like old Viking is like never pick a fight with an old Viking. He's old for a reason. That's Dave Mustaine. He has like weathered everything. There's nothing new on here. They've done all of this before. If this album came out in 92, it would have been... Those are way better. It's not different from those, but it's been so many years since those came out. I enjoy it. I enjoy listening to it. It's kind of forgettable. Nothing really stuck. Um, It's what I want to listen to when I listen to Megadeth, but I've heard all of it before. Perfect timing. Rachel, thumbs, favorite song? Um, I wrote Night Stalkers for my favorite song because it's good for a sacrifice and I think a full moon's coming up. Also, it had iced tea in it. I said they tried, so they get one thumb for me. All right. My favorite song was Killing Time. There was a lot of good stuff on this album. I didn't give it any thumbs. I love Dave Mustaine. I always will. And so even when there's stuff that they make that I am not in love with, I'm always going to like him. So no thumbs for me. I give it one thumb up. (sighs) 
it wasn't amazing. I wasn't blown away by it. My favorite track is The Closer, We'll Be Back. I think that's the one track that stuck with me. Maybe it's because it's the last one. I don't know. But I, it seemed a level above the rest of it. We got one more album, you guys. Let's do it. Album number 10, the last one of the night, is Home Before and After by Regina Spector. Rachel, how are you finishing the night? It tastes like White Claw, and it is it's Mountain Dew Voodoo Zero. <laughs> that way, what? Mountain Dew Mountain what? Mountain Dew Voodoo Zero. So like zero, like zero sugar. What's Voodoo? That's what they have to do to get the sugar out of there. <laughs> Mountain Dew has like 35 different flavors all the time. Oh, good. Can't wait. Oh, no, I do. It's a gamer thing. Yeah. For some reason. Wait, why is it a gamer thing? Because nerds love Mountain Dew. And sugar. Regina Spector's home before <laughs> and after. No. Uh, this is a beautiful album. When she's on, she's on. This is also a stupid album, or to put it more elegantly, an album of which lyrics I disagree with, but I am supposed to because this is a all men suck album. Uh, no, they don't all suck. You're just picking fucking losers. Oh. One Man's Prayer is about a male's need to be worshipped. Yes. That's not true. There are plenty of guys Says out you. there that don't. Sugar Man, I have to edit what I say when I'm with you. I get annoyed and we're not having as much fun. This is about one of two things. Either A, you're bitching about being in a typical relationship because in a typical relationship, you have to think about what you're saying to the other person before you say it. That's fucking real life, Regina. It's about being careful with what you say because you care about the other person. It's not like, oh, I have to edit what I said. Or B, you're with a sugar daddy, in which case that's your fucking fault. Don't be with a fucking sugar dad. Don't tell her how to live her life. Sickness and flowers go together. <laughs> Bombing and shelters go together. Laughing and hurting go together. Finding and keeping go together. Canary yellow, mustard yellow, yellow tear stains on old pillows. Everyone loves a story. I do like the lyrics to Space Time Fairy Tale. I don't know if in Loveology, the page 42 thing is a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. If it is, that's awesome. Like I said, it's a beautiful album. Songs like Up the Mountain, Space Time Fairy Tale, Raindrops, Through a Door. There's beautiful piano, beautiful orchestral work. I love her voice, but it is so one dimensional and it is very frustrating from my perspective. Evil. This was one of the albums that I had to like cram for today. And I don't know what to make of it. It is existing in superposition. I went through it a couple of times and then went back to some specific tracks. It's Schrodinger's album right now. It is existing in a box somewhere where I can't open it to tell, but it's in superposition of being fucking brilliant or stupid. And I don't know which one it is. Maybe both. I would listen to songs like Up the Mountain. I'm like, this is really quirky and genius. Yes. And then I listen to it again. I'm like, this is fucking dumb. <laughs> I, I, like, why did she write this? And then I, I'm like self-conscious because I'm like, come up with some brilliant thoughts to you know impress you guys. And I'm like, maybe they like it. Maybe they think it's stupid. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this album. I don't even know if I had a week to listen to it, if I'd know what to do with this album. I feel like you guys are trying to hurt my feelings. Are you a big Regina Spector fan? I love Regina Spector. I think she's very talented. I didn't know that. This was... Regina Spector. It was very exactly what I expected. It wasn't anything good. This was another like pizza. Like it's just good to me because I love her. She's fantastic. <laughs> there were a couple songs that suck ass. 
and I hated, <laughs> but it was very well produced, maybe a little overproduced, had some really great strings on it. Mm-hmm. So there were a couple songs where Raindrops, which sounded so much like Samson, so it kind of plagiarized a little bit, but it was mm. it was fine. It was great. Yeah. It sounded like a dance. It had these beautiful crescendos and decrescendos, yep. clean endings to the phrasing where you were just like, is somebody directing her? This was great. There was a lot of it that I just wanted to be a little bit better, and I expected a little more evolution out of her. It was good. It was great. Uh, it wasn't amazing to me from her. My favorite song on it is Up the Mountain, which I think is an incredible song. Knew it. I actually, for all the shit talking, because this album isn't for me. As a not piece of shit guy, it gets really annoying. Women get to constantly marginalize men in songs and they get away with it sure. because because you just can. Mm-hmm. I still gave it one thumb up because the musicality is incredible in this. Mm-hmm. Her piano work, the orchestral work, the production, it's great. I also gave it one thumb up. I still don't know what my top song is. If she would have growled some vocals on some of these songs, this would have been a fucking right? epic. Right. <laughs> I was thinking at some point, I was like, if this was just where I said it was a little overboost, if it was just a little dirty, just a little bit. Why can't you be more like Fiona Apple, right? Regina? What you got, Rach? Up the Mountain. Everybody's Whoa. favorite song. Yep. And mine as well. It's a great uh, song. I just love repetition. I yeah, thought you that do. was great. If we know one thing <laughs> about you. I give it one thumb up. All right. We did it. Who was right who was wrong? Which band got the most thumbs up? It was Built to Spill. Built to Spill. Built to Spill got six thumbs we up. We love Doug. Well deserved. Yeah, I agree. Doug Marsh will always deserve six thumbs up. I think Evil and I both won that, right? Strategery. Mm-hmm. Yes. Worst, only one of us got right. That was me. Good job. Six thumbs mm-hmm. down for Interpol. Sorry, Interpol. That's a brutal, brutal win for me. We got to pick our favorites. Mm-hmm. Rachel, what was your favorite album of the batch? J.I.D. Fucking fantastic. The lyrics were great. The music was great. The rapping was fantastic. His vocals were fantastic. Amazing. I was so happy I was on there. I didn't go with my gut. Dumb idiot. Out of the three quick fires we've done this year, we've talked a lot of great stuff about J.I.D., but second quick fire and first quick fire. First quick fire was uh, Conway the the Machine. Machine. Second was Kendrick Lamar. Yep. We are rap fans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Evil. And do you even have to ask? Like, I begged to have that on here. Like, yeah, the halo no. effect is obviously, yes. <laughs> yeah, obviously my pick of this Winners. bunch. I love those guys. I love what they've done. But I love this album too. I think it's a great album. GID. We've got the halo effect, and we've got metric. Wow. I loved that wow. album. Uh, yeah. Nobody called that no. one. Nobody uh, called that one. Did you think that you would like that album as much as you did? So I am a big metric fan, but I have not liked their last couple albums. So I did not think that I was going to love it. I said, what the hell? I ordered the vinyl, turned it on. And here we are. Here we are. And that's it. That is our last of quick fire. Kind of. Ish. Well, we have our, what did we miss this year in November? Right. How do you guys feel? You think we did okay? I think... We We, did fine. We did it. Thanks for listening. Join us next week. Sven and I are doing our last classic album review of the year. We are paying homage to someone that passed away in the form that First Course First knows how best to, which is to dissect a brilliant album. Firstchorusfirst.com at firstchorusfirstpod. Thank you, everybody. Evil, you are the man. Rachel, you are also the man. Thank you. Good night. Good luck. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I.
ayusan.